Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, February 7th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, center Jason Kelsey. Man, uh, my biggest thing that I, the biggest, best advice I ever got was um, be curious. Um, I think that asking questions and trying to gain as much knowledge as possible and ask them to everybody. You, know, you ask your, your position coach, your offensive coordinator, and then, of course, the players that you play with. Everybody has different frames of reference. And just talking, communicating, I think communication is huge into trying to learn. You're thirst to try and gain knowledge to help you do your job more. And uh, the other thing that I tell all our rookies, all our young players, is you know every time you step on the field or everything you do in the building, you're you're marketing yourself. You know everything, uh, you know, you're, you're telling who you are. And if you want to make it for a long time, if you want to make teams, if you want to have success, you have to have something that stands out about you. You can't just be another guy that just goes out there and does his job. They can find a bunch of guys to go out there and do the job that they're asking them to do. What's it going to be that's going to separate you? When they watch tape, do you, do you finish, uh, you know, to the echo of the whistle every single time, more so than the other guys out there? Um, are you more athletic? Are you stronger? Uh, in, in, the, in the meeting room, do you answer questions better than everybody else? All of these things are what allow guys to stick on for a long time. Because it, 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 you can't help it. The, the coaches are assessing the tape or they're assessing players when it comes down to making these decisions. They're going to remember the guys that stand out in their head. Yeah. Well, he's playing center. So that's <laughs> there's four positions, I think, on the field that you have to be a good communicator at quarterback, center, linebacker, and uh, safety. You need at least four guys out there that can do it. Everybody else, the defensive end, go get the quarterback, man. You don't need to really talk too much. But um, if you're going to play center, uh, you're part of one of the positions that actively can make other players play better just by being a good communicator and by helping people be in the right position and in the right state of mind before the play um, or in the meeting room before the game. Um, Those positions, I think, the the best players that I've ever seen and been around, they end up being uh, players that uh, are natural communicators, natural, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, uh, Their thirst for knowledge, they're always trying to learn and improve. I think that it's ingrained in those positions. Awesome. Thank you. Well, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> you have one of two things to do when things are bad, right? You can either not believe in the coach and, you know, see the guy doesn't know what he's doing and, you know, think you know everything, uh, in which case you're guaranteed to go a really bad route. Um, like there's no, it, it doesn't really, it's never made sense to me why guys do take that route because ultimately it, it just is, it's never going to turn out positive. Um, or you could take the route of, you know, being accountable, trying to get better yourself, trying to uh, infuse belief in your teammates and your coaches and, and, and work to improve the things that you're struggling in. And, um, you know, Nick's an easy guy to love. 
very easy guy. He's a guy that loves coaching. He's a guy that loves being around his team. He's a guy that loves um, trying to improve uh, himself and his players. So, you know, being an older guy, that's part of our job. That's part of my job. That's part of BG's job. You know, that's part of Fletch's job is, is stuff together. That's what, I mean, that's kind of the, the value of, of, of having some older guys and some guys that are leaders is, you know, when everybody's great when you're winning football games for the most part. Uh, but in these times of, you know, downturn or, you know, you're struggling a little bit, you have, you have some, a good leadership, you have a good locker room, it'll buy you a couple more games. If you lose too many games, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen eventually. But it can buy you two, three, four games more maybe before dissension starts happening in the ranks. I know. It's hard. It's That's like being at the casino. You keep losing. You can't just keep doubling down. There's, there's a maximum bet eventually. That's, a, that's a, a recipe that can fail eventually. But, you know, I think when you looked at the reason we were losing games and you looked at the philosophy that they were really preaching about doubling down on, taking care of the football, you know, explosive plays on offense, stop explosive plays on – I mean, it's pretty much a good recipe. So it's easy to double down on. The problem is doing it. And um, – you know, I think we all knew that we had some good pieces and we were just trying to iron things out. We were coming off of a obviously pretty bad season the year before. Uh, so we were in a rebuilding process uh, with the coaches and we were in a rebuilding process, uh, you know, not emotionally, but as a team. You know, you're, you're trying to be, rebuild that confidence and that trust. And, um, you know, yeah. So I think um, it, it's easier to buy in when you have good coaches and guys that understand uh, – you know, how to uh, infuse belief and confidence within the ranks. I'm coming next. My marketing project. Pennies. Uh, oh, my gosh. Proudly Pennies. Yeah, we were trying to, I was a marketing major. We had to come up with an ad campaign about um, basically if you, the, 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 the uh, university at the time was launching a campaign, Proudly Pennies, and it was trying to get people to just give whatever extra change they had to the university to raise as much money as possible. And um, Proudly Pennies, I don't know. I think, honestly, I had just seen that, that um, and now I'm blanking on what the advertisement was for, but the linebacker, the office linebacker, um, with the former NFL player, he's tackling all the guys in the office. I'd seen that growing up. And then I was in my group, and we started brainstorming. We thought that would be a good opportunity to make something funny and cool. Um, but I, uh, it's hard to remember how we drew the correlation back to the project. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that at this point. Yeah, but they, I mean, it was all set up. It wasn't just tackling random games. Yeah. I don't know whose idea it was, to be honest with you. There was a cup. There was me and my other. Uh, Buddy John Goble that I played college football with were involved with it. And um, I think the other guys saw uh, they liked the football team and the football. I think it worked. I, I don't remember it not working, but I, I, I can't remember. Well, I, I started off in finance, um, and then I switched to marketing my second year. Because uh, I just liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. The, I enjoyed the classes that I had taken involving it. Um, and I do think it's been really, really applicable for my NFL career because um, 
you know, we're all it's kind of I don't know. I don't like that it's this way or phrasing it this way, but we're all a brand. You know, everything I do in front of this microphone, out on the field, what I wear, all of this is ultimately a representation of myself, my values, and who I am. And, um, you know, I think that, and as a player, so I think when you go through courses and you, you know, go through things about brand strategy, you know, uh, um, influencer marketing, like all these courses I took in college, um, you, you can't help but retain some of that stuff. And, um, you know, you think of things a little bit more calculated than I think maybe someone who might not have been exposed to that. What's your favorite memory from UC? Um, I mean, I would love to say uh, winning uh, against Pittsburgh at Pitt in 2009, I think, if I'm getting my re- years right. Um, that was an incredible moment for our team. But, man, I just loved being at the university. I loved being in the dorm. Um, you know, college is your first time where you get to uh, – you're on your own for the first time. You know, you're, your first time away from your parents, or at least for me it was, outside of like a week or two. Um, so it's an incredibly transformative moment in time, and you, uh, you're going through it all with a bunch of other people who are going through it. So it leads to a lot of fun, a lot of rambunctious um, uh, behavior. Um, Clifton is a, is a special community. Um, you know, there's lots of great bars, restaurants. Uh, I loved everyone at the university. I ne- never forget my official visit there uh, and the guys that hosted me. And I knew right then and there that I wanted to, to go to Cincinnati. Um, but what I, what I remember most and what I care about the most are just the people that I got to know. You know, the, the teammates I had, the friends within the university uh, that I had and still keep in touch with, um, the coaches I had, the teachers I had. There was, a, there was a lot of great people at Cincinnati and at the university uh, that have made an impact in my life and are still making an impact in my life. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I saying this a little bit earlier, but you know, I, I really think you know this opportunity is. Um, we've had so many people that have helped us along the way, and we went. We all grew up obviously together in Cleveland Heights. Went to the same college at the University of Cincinnati. Um, so there's been a lot of like-minded people and a lot of the same individuals that have helped us through. Uh, our lives to get to this moment and um, I think for, for us it's it's really special because we can look back at all of these people in our community all of these teachers we had at Cleveland Heights and Cincinnati all of these uh, coaches that we had mentors and everyone who has been there along the way and for us to be able to go compete against each other on the highest stage it's an awesome reflection for our family and both of us but more so it's it's an incredible moment for our community and all the people that we grew up with and everything that have that, that have made us into the people we are today. I'm I'm probably going to always stay in that center position unless we draw something up that I'm not aware of. I doubt I'm moving around. Um I don't know. We, we we're handling it pretty good right now, but 
I think on game day we're going to truly get the feel of what that's going to be like when all the adrenaline's going, the testosterone's pumping. Um, you know, we're both highly competitive individuals. Uh, right now we're still um, pretty good. We're being like brothers. My mom was at uh, the media night last night with cookies. So it's been a pretty normal family affair up until this point. But obviously the closer we get to game time, the more the competitive uh, nature is going to come out. Yep. Now, when you think about Sunday and this possibly being the last rodeo for you before, what comes to mind? Um, you know, I, yeah, we've had a we've had a long time together. Had a long road. We've been with each other for a decade plus at this point. You know, we were pretty emotional as the time was winding down against uh, San Francisco and knowing that we were going to be coming here. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be an emotional moment for all four of us. Um, you know, we've it's hard to sustain in this league for a number of reasons you got to be good enough you got to be healthy enough you you gotta you know be likable enough or, or be a good enough teammate to survive within the same organization for a long time um so i think um, a lot of things got to go right and when you're with somebody for that long through as much adversity and change that we've seen within the organization um you know it obviously is going to bring you that much closer together Oh man. Um, just the regular season. The most emotional moment was, uh, you know, clinching the first round by and first seed overall uh, against the Giants against the re- ending the regular season. Uh, the and I'd probably say that was the biggest because of how it transpired there down the stretch. Um, but I think, uh, you know, early on, probably beating Minnesota at home was another big one for the team. It's a highly touted defense and a highly touted team coming in, and we really had a great game against them. And that was kind of the proof in the pudding for us, probably, that, you know, all the things that we've seen, all the moves we've made this offseason, once you start seeing all that come together full circle in, in games early in the season, it, it really is just tells you that much more that you have a special team and you can do something well. I'm coming. Yeah. Travis made that jersey and bought it for her. Um, he's always pandered mom. He's just been, he's the baby. Um, he would do it for new shoes growing up, whether basketball shoes, sports equipment. He knows how to play, use his puppy dog eyes to his advantage. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, he got the jersey for so put me on the back, um, which is fine. I'm good with that. Who used to win? I won. I won the vast majority of them, being the older brother. Uh, I was pretty much undefeated until he hit puberty, and then it changed very quickly in the opposite direction. Um, you know, it was hard to compete with him once he got to be as big and fast as I was. And um, that was when it really became evident uh, the type of athlete and talent that he had. You know, once he hit puberty, get shot above me in height. Um, and he became, he went from like a, you know, a newborn deer that was a little bit uncoordinated with his limbs to um, a stallion a little bit pretty, pretty much overnight. So um, there hasn't been too much of a competition uh, in that regard since. I can still get him in some uh, card games and board games and stuff like that, but 
He's got all the physical stuff. Do you Travis If we do, we're not going to say anything before the game. We don't want any extra um, attention on us. So we're going to leave that between us. Wow. You know, it's, it does, and it's it's been incredible seeing the growth of the game. Um, I mean, it's been one of my favorite uh, games I've played. Being in the NFL was over in London at Wembley. Um, it was a great trip for my family and an awesome moment. Uh, I got to also watch my brother play over in England one year. He timed up with my bye week, so I was able to go and just experience it as a fan. Uh, and it's, it's an incredible game, it's a, and it's, it's fun for the international fans to be able to uh, witness that live. Um, but to be able to say that you know, you're, you're, you're playing in a game that people are watching all over the world, they're watching over in the U.K., they're watching over in Germany, apparently they're watching it in Denmark. Um, I think you know, it, it's pretty cool that, um, to be on that kind of stage. You know, one of the downfalls of playing American football is there's no you know, Olympics, there's no international games. Uh, so the more this thing turns into an international game, the, uh, the better it will be for, for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played a little bit, but yeah, he, was, he didn't start again. Yeah. I, I think Isaac was great that year. It was just unfortunate he played a guy early on that nobody knew about that now is a, you know, the best defensive tackle in the NFL. I mean, I still remember going to that game, and we didn't really talk much about Chris, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a rookie, um, and we didn't have much of a, a plan for him because we thought it wasn't going to be much a big deal. Um, and, man, uh, Isaac had a, a hard outing, um, and I think uh, – Isaac's obviously a much better player now. Chris is a much better player now. Um, and th- I'm, I'll be looking forward to seeing how those guys do against each other this week. I mean, he's going to get his one-on-ones. You can't do, do it all the time. I mean, he's, he's a good player, but, you know, Spags does a great job of keeping the protections honest. He blitzes from all over. And, um, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, he's a really, really good player. And, uh, you know, you, you, you try and do the best you can. And, some of it's not even a protection plan. It's just having a game plan going in as a player on what he does, what he likes to do, what his moves are, and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I, everybody kind of talks about us being different, but I, I think we're very, very similar. We're, we're outgoing. We, we love to talk. Um, we love people. We love hanging out with people. Um, so as far as we're different, uh, Travis is a little bit more into, uh, you know, fashion and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the pop culture, I would say. And I would say I'm more um, kind of into niche markets or niche. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, culture. I don't know. Just things that are a little bit more like off the beaten trail. Like I, I, I like going into unique things in finding out unique uh, brands or artists or things that nobody's heard of and 
I think Trav is a little bit more. Well, he's like that on the artist side. He likes some. He's got some eclectic art hanging on his wall. So maybe we're like in that regard too. I don't know. I mean, I haven't done as much celebrating as I usually do. Uh, it's one of the reasons I danced in the end zone. A.J. Brown and the receivers keep giving me crap because all I do is high-five. They want me to celebrate with them. I did not. That was the first time uh, releasing that. Just felt in the moment. Uh, copied what Miles Sanders was doing. Um, well, everybody else seems to like it, so it must have been pretty good. <laughs> Oh man, um, you know we've had a lot. Of, we've had a great offensive line here for a long time. Um, we have a great offensive line this year. Obviously, me and Lane are, are still here. Isaac is now back in the starting role. Um, Twenty seventeen year, man. If Jason Peters wouldn't have got hurt, with him and Lane on the bookends, Brandon Brooks at right guard, me at center. I think that that was a pretty darn good offensive line. If I'm not gonna lie. But, you know, JP getting hurt. Vitae went in and did his job. We won a Super Bowl with him. And uh, he's gone on to have an incredible career. I love uh, Big V. Um, so it, that's a tough one to answer, if I'm, if I'm being honest. You know, we're a really good offensive line this year, really good offensive line that year. Um, I think we might be better this year just because, you know, how much – you know, me and I get better every year mentally. Stout gets better every year mentally. Every year he says he's he's a better coach than he was the year before. So I think we've learned so many things since that year. So if those teams played each other with the same knowledge and framework, I think this team would probably win. But that team was a talented team, and that offensive line was very, very talented. Um. Yeah, I would never call Isaac a weak starter. I don't. I, I understand, but <laughs> we. Oh, got it, got it. We won. So um, Isaac. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think uh, you know the injuries played a role for sure, and I think we've had a lot more continuity, we've had a lot more health. We've had some injuries throughout the way, but now for the most part, everybody's back, um, minus one adductor on Lane Johnson. Uh, so um, I don't know. It's it's it, that's a tough one. It's a tough one to say. Uh, that 17 line, when, when everyone was healthy and, and revved up, was was pretty darn good. And uh, if we did some of the similar things we do as a run, run concepts and teams back then, we didn't really have that type of quarterback. Um, you know, we, it would have been pretty special, I think, too. Jason, what has it been like, what has it been like watching Jordan Bailata go from a guy who never played football before to a starter? Yeah, I mean, it's a freaking storybook. You know, I mean, it's going to be a, there's going to be a story off of it eventually, I bet. Um, you know, to go from the very humble roots and, and beginnings he had over in Australia, playing a, a much different game, um, to all of a sudden in four years being on this stage and um, having the transformation he's had as a player uh, has been truly remarkable. Um, you know, he's a, he's an awesome person. Uh, and at, early on, you didn't know how it was going to go. You know, you, you see the size and speed, and you're like, oh, there's a, some stuff to work with here. Um but, you know, there's, there's a whole level of field of the game and technique and fundamentals that you don't see people starting with from, you know, ground one often in the NFL. You know, a lot of that stuff has been taught in high school at this point. 
So for him to have to learn all that stuff all over again and, and, to, and to, you know, understand the game at a very advanced level um, and to be able to be where he's at in only uh, this short amount of time is, is remarkable. Did he have advice? Questions? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, and that's one of the things I think you, you have to be as a young player, regardless of whether you're just starting to play football for the first time. You know, you have to ask questions. Ask questions to the, the teammates in your room. Ask questions to the offensive line coach. Ask questions uh, to the scouts. You know, you want to try and gain as much knowledge as possible and, and increase your bandwidth and increase your overall intelligence and knowledge of the game. I'm still doing that. I ask rookies questions. I don't have, I don't have any uh, problem going up to a guy who's never played at the NFL level and asking him why he did something. Uh, and I've learned things by asking those types of questions. So I think we have that type of room across the board in the offensive line room. It'd be really hard to sit quiet and not ask questions in our own line room. So we're mad at. It's tough to pinpoint like one lesson. Um, I think and I, I was so young when Andy was here. Um, the biggest thing for me was just being a professional, showing up to work, doing all the little things that, you know, you do at the next level that in college you start doing that, but it's, it's at a different um, scale once you get to the NFL. Um, Andy very much ingrains belief in his players celebrates his his guys being themselves and letting their personality show. That's something he's always said. Um, so I think Andy, more than anything, just infuses belief in you and belief within his team and, and confidence in his guys. And uh, that's, you know, certainly how I try to lead. I, I, I would love to be the type of leader and man that Andy Reid is. Jason, what did you learn from... Last question, guys. we got to um, I mean, it's not really. I mean, you would say it's you know it's proof that he's an unbelievable coach, but I, you kind of already knew that. Um, you know, aren't too many coaches that have had tremendous success one stop, and then go to another stop and have the same, if more, in this case, potentially more, uh, if you can even say that um, success at the second stop. I mean, he's. What he's done against it, he's been remarkable. How quickly he did it was remarkable. Um, and they've built another dynasty uh, seemingly in uh, you know, a very few short amount of years. And in, in my career in the NFL, I've witnessed a coach form one dynasty in one era and go on and still in my same career form a dynasty in another era. And that's, that's uh, probably pretty rare among coaches in the NFL. Yeah, I am. I think so. We've, we haven't talked too much game plan if it happens during the Super Bowl, but I like to think my wife will not tell me and just find a way to hold off. Hopefully, till after the game for the actual delivery. You know, we're gonna have uh, her OB with her. Uh, her parents are coming along on the trip, so she'll have, she won't be on her own. But um, I think if it happens during the game, just don't even tell. Don't even put that in my head, please. It is. It is. Matter of fact, a lot of the um, nurses at the maternity ward at Lincoln Hall, where we had our first two, um, they all said you're going to be a natural at holding your babies because the best way to hold them is just like a football. So 
It, it, it is uh, it is crossed over well. And good for me. I have good ball security when I'm holding the rock, so uh, no uh, fumbles yet. Now we'll hear from defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. It means a lot. Um, he brings so much energy, you know, just, uh, you know, physicalness and, and then fun to this defense, you know, to this team. And it's really been fun playing him this year and just continue to just, you know, just to watch him grow um, for a guy that's been through what he's been through. It's, you know, it's, it's really, really exciting to uh, to see the success he's having right now in his career. We talk about it every day, and it's, it's it's not a day goes by that, or a meeting that goes by that, that we don't talk about the turnover, the plus or the minus. You know, things that are important, um, and he talks about it every single day. And you know, that, that's that when you got that, <clears throat> when you got a coach that talks about it a lot, and you know, you, you got guys that honestly that, that don't want to be put up there on the on the stream on on Monday morning uh, or Saturday morning of what not to do, of of not of what not uh, you know taking care of the ball. Can you make any sense of how you guys were so dominant in the turnover battle the first eight weeks of the season, and yet you were negative on the back half? Is there any way you can make sense of it, or how is that like? This football, things happen. And, uh, you know, the biggest part about it is some of those games we turned the ball over. Um, and I think a couple of those games we turned the ball over and we lost. So you look at how, how important it is. But, you know, games that we, we, we took care of the football, um, you know, we won. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, some of those games, we, again, we turned it over, we still won. So it's, it's part of just, you know, playing the game. Can you talk about the, the amount of leadership this team has? Is, is there a different approach you've been here before? Is there an approach to the guys that just got to remain the same and and I said it a lot I told a couple guys that just remain the same a couple guys asked me hey you know what like what is it what is it like said try to change nothing and you know coach spoke on it the other day that said that you know let this week be a normal week for you. If you don't see this person during the week in the regular season, don't see him this week. There's no hard feelings. You can't be afraid to say no. And me, I know I'm not afraid. So if, you know, I have some people here, and if, if I don't see you during the regular season week, I'm not seeing you during the week. Now, if I see you on a Friday, I'll see you on a Friday, you know, when, when it, which, is, which is our short day. So just try to keep it, you know, remain the same and keep it normal as possible. I mean, he's a he's a new era of, of quarterbacks. You know, obviously, you know he's uh, he's um, a really good, really good, really good player. And you just can't say much, a whole lot more about him because it just shows up on tape how good of a player he is, how many how many escapes he have, how many plays he made down the field that you don't see many quarterbacks making. Um, so he's a special player. When you when you have people around you that's 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 been in the, that's went through the process and was and has been through it all and you and you have somebody that comes up to you that haven't been through this process and 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 you know so what and so on, you know you want to prepare them for it because the biggest thing is is if you, if, if you're prepared and as a teammate you feel like you should you know help somebody else prepare and enjoy those moments at the same time you know it's, it's you can make it pretty simple for them but at the same time simple is not easy it's about how they accept that you know obviously you just go back to what you know 
you know, and, and that's the biggest thing. You go back to what you know, kind of what got you to this point, um, and and you got to go back to the process. And and once you get back to the process of and think about the process of what got you to where you are, you have to just you know think about it and think about the main thing is think about how you're going to share that with, with the players around you. I think the biggest thing, and I don't think this moment ever gets old. You know, I never get bored sitting here and, you know, at this time of the year in February, uh, um, you know, with uh, all the media around and, you know, sitting here and getting asked a bunch of questions, number one. But, you know, being here before kind of helps it. But being here before, obviously, you know, it was a different team, um, different head coach, you know, different, all, all kind of coaches, different players, whatever, however you want to put it. But the truth of the matter is, is you know we're here to to take care of business and finish what we started earlier this year. Man, just I mean, the world knows I'm on the one-year deal, so I'm just here to enjoy it, and um, we'll see where the bricks fall. How special is it to go through this with some of the guys that you've shared the Super Bowl experience before, especially with Brandon Graham? It's special. Uh, I think I said the other day, like it felt like uh, me and Brandon been been married for like 11 years, and he's one of the one of my definitely favorite teammates. He's my locker mate, and uh, you know I enjoy being around him because you know it don't matter what we're going through. Uh, BG is going to be positive about it. I'll be positive about it, and you know I don't think there's sometimes every day where where BG is having a bad day, and sometimes I got to ask him, "Are you okay?" So it's always fun to go through moments like this with BG. Just uh, my first day, you know, he, I come in and, uh, you know, obviously um, when I first got here, everybody wanted to run BG out of town. And I knew from that day forward that kind of me and BG would, um, would create a relationship because I wanted him to believe in himself. You know, he was ready. You know, obviously some people gave up on him, but he didn't give up on himself. Fletcher, what are the elements? Go ahead. What's up, Omar? What are the elements that you we throw a lot of different looks at teams and uh, we always talking about um, checking our box uh, or you know uh, being the eraser or you know winning your one-on-ones because we play four down we play five down and and that's the biggest thing about us when you got guys that can wear one-on-ones it, it, it don't really 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 matter you know what front we're in because guys are just taking advantage of, of the opportunity to, to get a one-on-one. And, you know, when you get it, you got to win. <clears throat> How much pride is there in those one-on-one battles that you guys are going to fight Well, we kind of got a thing in our room that mostly if you if, if you up there and then we watch a film and you get blocked one-on-one, it's definitely a strap. So it's one of those things that we kind of go on and, you know, it kind of humbles, keep everybody in the room humble, knowing that, you know, no matter who you are, you can definitely get blocked one-on-one. So you want to win all your one-on-ones, and, uh, and so you ain't got to get called out in the room by the guys. Just the temperature of the team, you know, after after wins, you know, after big wins, um, just the temperature of the team, you know, everybody stayed focused and honed in on what we needed to do the next week. Fletcher, you guys are a win away from becoming the second team ever to win Super Bowls this close together with different head coaches, different quarterbacks. The fact that you're one of those key players that have been a part of that, is that significant to you at all that historical perspective? Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, it will be actually pretty legendary. Uh, and the biggest thing for us is, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing. You know, you know, obviously that, that's, that's really big for us, uh, for me, um, that's been, that was here, you know, 
it's the same deal, you know, this time five, six years ago. Um, it's important. But right now, the, the biggest thing for us is to make sure that we stand focused on what we need to do and not getting caught up in the moment. As Jalen emerged as a leader on this team, as one of the leaders yourself in the locker room, did you ever kind of take him under your wing or say anything or kind of things left unsaid as he emerged as a leader of the team? I don't think there was nothing really to say. Um, I think everybody in the, in the, on the team respect him, you know, and it, it's been fun just watching him grow um, over the last few years and become just become a leader. You know, obviously, you know, when you're starting quarterback, some people feel like they're forced to do it, but I think Jalen was born for that. You know, he was he was born to be a leader, um, and you know, obviously, his you know as his career as his career grows, he's just going to become just become himself. You know, you never see him too high, you never see him too low. Um, and, you know, he's always really good about any situation that's thrown at him. And, and that's what a lot of the guys in the room appreciated by Jalen. As one of the best players in the league at your position for your entire career, dealing with the rules changes the last several years, protecting the quarterback, the adjustments that you've had to make, is that more mental or technique? Um, I mean, this game is, is so fast. You know, we play this game so fast. And, and sometimes, that, you know, it's, it's hard to slow down. It's hard to stop, you know, 315 pounds immediately, you know, when you're running full speed, you know, without trying to, you know, sprain an ankle or do something. Or, and the most important part about it, some of the times when these, when these things happen, we're engaged on a block, you know, and it's, it's just hard to control it. So, I mean, it's more of a, you know, mental size, you know, control thing. But at the same time, we're going to make mistakes. Those flags are going to get thrown, but we got to move on from it. Thank you, Fletcher. Jordan Davis. Absolutely. And lastly, cornerback Darius Slay. Oh, great, man. We know we've seen it. You know, um, uh, he just got the ability to make plays, you know what I'm saying, at any given time. So that's the problem about this game, you know. That's wrong, but that's about the clock. So we just got to play ball, man. That's all we got to do, man. We know what type of guy he is. We know what type of team that is. They got a lot of talent, man. They got a lot of explosive guys over there. But we also got the same thing, too. So we just go out here and compete, man, and have a great time, enjoying this moment for everybody and, you know, try to get this dug. Is that the thing with Mahomes? He can throw from any arm angle. Yeah. You got to be ready at all time. Guys to be ready, man. He, he can throw the ball across his body 60 yards if he want to. Uh, so he's very talented, man. He's a one-on-one -on -one guy. Like, he's very unique. So, man, it's always it's good, you know, playing in the Super Bowl on this type of level, going against one of the best to do it. Do you see Travis Kelsey when you guys defend him? Do you yeah. see him as a, a receiver? He's everything. He's a receiver. I don't see him play receiver. I don't see him play quarterback. I don't see him play the hook and laterals. I don't, he, do, he does it all, you know what I'm saying? So he he's go go down as arguably one of the best tight ends to ever do it. So, uh, yeah, he's everything. I interviewed you in Detroit. Do you still follow the Premier League? Huh? Do you still follow the Premier League? Premier League? Yeah. In Detroit? No, I interviewed you in Detroit. I think you were talking about playing FIFA. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love FIFA. I ain't played the new FIFA no more like that because the FIFA, got, they got too technical now. It's not like, you know, I used to get, I used to get a, a Bonnier and just run down the field because he was too fast. Nobody couldn't catch him. But now it's like more technical. I can't get all that. Yeah. Uh, it was not, they two different type of players. They both just great with their legs, but, you know, they're two different type of players. So it's not a really comparing situation. It's more like, you know, playing the game, you know, so it's not a real compare. I want to compare them two guys. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can just look at uh, uh, Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? He's not the most tallest guy, most 
strongest arm guy, but he found ways to get it done. You know, he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, too. So, yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's whatever you do, man. And I think Coach Dumb did a great job of finding a situation to make Jalen who he is, you know, so just like Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's amazing, man. Like I said, you know, me and Jalen, I mean, not me and Jalen, but me and JB, we both want like organizations that were not like, you know, I won't say not winning organizations because they, they don't want we was locking, we've been, yeah, we've been locking down folks for a long time and, you know, just to get recognized because we wasn't on TV a lot. And now that we're on TV a lot, being one of the best teams in the NFC and in the NFL, and we're not playing on the national stage in the Super Bowl, you know, we're getting a recognition that we deserve because, uh, yeah, I probably should have more than five Pro Bowls, but I got, but JB should be having more than one. You know, he should have made Pro Bowl this year, but um, we both should have way more than one All Pro. You know, so uh, been on this stage, man, it's uh, it's good, man. The marketing is great over here in Philly. You know, they love us in Philly. We love y'all, and uh, yeah, the media love us now too. <laughs> what are you gonna do to stop Patrick Mahomes? Huh? What, what are you gonna, What are you and your teammates gonna do? Uh, just contain him, man. Uh, just try to limit him to making big plays because he's a guy that can make big plays at any given time. But, uh, you know, he's a talented dude, man. He's a one-on-one -on -one guy, so we just got to just make sure we contain him and make sure he just don't make big plays.